Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, last week on the podcast, I spent some time discussing the importance of having a team of professionals helping you at claim time. And I was giving you the example of what happened when our house burned down and how my parents did not have to try to figure everything out. And that's kind of the same if you wreck a car or you have a house fire, the insurance company is going to step in and they're going to help you through that claims process. Well, the same is true with long-term care insurance. However, depending on the type of plan and the company you have your insurance through, you may have varying levels of support when you go on claim. And what do I mean by this? Let's talk about this for a second. What do I mean by varying levels of support? Well, they're different. It could range from basic contact information on what you need to prepare and send the insurance company to file your claim, or it could end up on the other end of the yardstick where you get a personal concierge service that's going to assist you with your paperwork and help you get that claim filed, actually do some of the work for you. And then they're going to coordinate your care and oversee the ongoing care that you need throughout your extended care journey. And let me be honest here. You know, we help our clients with our claims. So we're, you know, we're, we're the agent of record for our clients. That is one of the services that we offer. So we have firsthand experience with a lot of different insurance companies. And there is a huge difference between what companies offer and how it's going to affect you and your family when you are in an extended care situation. Regardless of which company you went with, you will have the financial coverage you set up per your contract. And what I mean by this is if you have $8,000 a month for six years, that's your benefit, well, that's going to be the same. You could set that up with XYZ company or ABC company. That doesn't mean anything. That's just the financial side, the benefit that you're going to get from the insurance company, and that money is going to be paid out to you each month when you need long-term care services. You can set this dollar amount up with any of the companies who offer long-term care coverage. So the part, the financial part, that monthly benefit that's pretty much the same. The money's going to hit your account, you know, and, and you're going to have the money to pay for the care that you need. But here's what's different. What else do you get with that monthly check? It could be absolutely nothing. It could be just simply the check. So there's no other support behind that policy. Or it could be the concierge level claim support that we talk about, which is a person assigned to you and your family who will guide you from everything to filing the claim helping you find caregivers or facilities if you need to move into a facility. They'll oversee your plan of care. They'll make sure that your, your doctor is updating that plan of care and that you're getting the care that your doctor put you know, down on the plan of care. This is the care that you need. They'll deal with all the paperwork at the end of the year, They'll including what Medicare is the first payer of for acute situations. And they are there to work as an advocate for you and answer any questions you or your family have along the way. Okay, So that's the other end of the yardstick. Now, maybe the policy that you have, or maybe you pick a company, it's somewhere in between there. And this is such an important point to think about when you're putting a long-term care insurance plan in place. You need to think about what is going to be important at the time you need it. And what do I mean by that? Well, do you already have the people you need around you, and you just want a simple cash plan that allows you to do all the planning and all the paperwork yourself for your entire journey? I mean, may sound like a lot of extra work, but you can also pay family members if you have a simple cash plan. And there's certain companies out there that do that. You just don't get any of the other support from the companies, like the care coordination and things like that. But the trade-off is you can pay a family member. So if you have those family members around you that can control all your finances and can handle everything from finding caregivers, then maybe a cash plan would work for you. Do you want that assigned advocate for you and your family in that concierge level of support? Do you want the company to do all the paperwork and fill out all the IRS forms? That sounds good too, but the downside is I can't pay a family member. I can't pay my daughter or my son or, or my, my, my brother or sister to be a caregiver for me if I have a plan that offers that concierge claim support. So my point is it greatly depends on your personal situation and you need to have an idea of what it's, you know, what's going to be important to you when you're in a time of need. So kind of look out into the future and say, where am I? 
Do you even have family members that are willing to take over and manage your situation? What if you have no kids or no immediate family members? You know, who do you call if you are in a care situation? You need to kind of have, do you, do you have that person that you trust that can step into that role? If not, that's a good question you have to ask yourself. Who are you going to call? So I'm very passionate about this point simply because at 525 Advisors, we work with our clients to design a plan. And we also work with them when it comes to getting their policies turned on and providing those benefits that they signed up for, which includes all of the benefits, meaning the financial benefits and the claim support. And as I've said for decades, and I will continue to say this, insurance is only important when you need it. The rest of the time, it's simply a stack of paperwork sitting in a safe deposit box or a filing cabinet. And the problem is people have widely different ideas of what an extended care situation entails. They really know how complex it can be or how quickly it can become complex unless they are an active caregiver for a loved one. And I'll tell you, day in and day out, a lot of our clients, they've been caregivers. That's what motivates them to go out there and put a plan in place is because they've had to step into that role. Statistically, half of Americans in long-term care situations end up depending on 100% of their care from family members. And if we look at the overall big picture, about two-thirds of them are still using their their family members. Like even my grandmother, when we turned on a long-term care insurance, my mom was still involved on a weekly basis of going down to the assisted living facility, getting medications, doing things like that for my grandma, whatever it took to fill in some of those gaps. So statistically, about two out of three people still rely on family for at least part of their journey. And what happens, I think what a lot of people don't realize is, is that, you know, you just don't jump out and find that help and solve that complex problem. It's just not a quick Google search away. And a lot of people think that is. How do I get the plan of care going? How do I find the people that I need? How do I find a facility that's going to take me if I end up in the hospital and the hospital says I got to get out, but I can't go home? You just don't jump on Google. I I will just be honest with you. When a person enters into a long-term care situation that requires that ongoing help, it requires way more effort and way more knowledge than most people expect. And it is never easy. I mean, it's just never easy for anyone to solve these types of problems. And this week, that's really what I want to do. I want to spend a little bit of time giving you a real-life example of, of a recent claim that we're in the middle of right now that we are actively working on. And I'm going to change the names, obviously, because of, you know, to protect the privacy for our clients. But the facts are straight, you know, just spot on. And I want you to understand a little bit about what families face and what individuals face in situations when they enter into a long-term care situation and why we need to consider things like claim support, who's going to be there, what is that policy actually going to provide for me when I need it, because that's got to be part of the process in designing a plan. And before we get to that, I'm going to squeeze in my first break, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to explain basically what goes on in a claim process with a client of ours, Meredith. I'll explain exactly where she's at, how she got there, what she did to protect herself, and why the plan that she picked was so important for her particular situation. So stick around. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. 
The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, we're back from break, and you just heard a couple of ads. We do have a couple of classes coming up next month. Um, This is the last actual podcast for February, and so we're rolling into March we've got two classes. It's on Saturday the 11th and the following Thursday the 16th. Now, these classes are live. They're in a webinar format. So when you sign up, you're going to get an email from us. And all you do is you click on that link when we're ready to have that class. And you're going to join us. You're going to see me live. We're going to go through the information. And then you can answer questions. And I'm also going to let you know what some of the other um, attendees, some of the other uh, people are asking on that webinar as well, too, because that really makes it kind of a learning process for all of us. And again, the ideas of the webinar is get the basics down, the 101. What is long-term care? What does it pay for? What does Medicare pay for? What is the rules with Medicaid? Am I eligible as a veteran? What's the difference between traditional plans and these asset-based plans that pay you back? And go over some examples of different types of plans. And the idea is for you to just kind of get the basics down so when we start to discussing long-term care, you know how it's triggered. You know what it pays for. You know where it pays for care. All of that's covered. And we have a book, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, that we send out to all of our attendees for those live classes. So again, the 11th and the 16th are the two days next month, those classes. And you can get all that information at 525longtermcare.com. And also, by the way, subscribe and download for the podcast. I know a lot of people listen to it on the radio. If they're in the car, they're bouncing around. And you know, we move through a lot of material pretty quickly on the podcast. I understand that. I'm a fast talker. So you can always go back. And if you subscribe to the podcast, you'll get a notification when those podcasts are released. And then you can listen to it whenever you want to. So, again, all that information is on our website at 525longtermcare.com. So today I just want to spend some time talking about, you know, what has transpired for one of our clients and why the insurance that she chose was so important in her time of need. And, again, my point from this, the takeaway today is that insurance is more than money. I get that question. When do I need to start looking into long-term care insurance? Or when can I stop looking into it? At what point do I have enough money saved that I don't need long-term care insurance? And I'm just, I don't view it that way. My my experience has just taught me that it's not about money. Most of my clients, just like the client we're going to talk about today, could easily self-insure. They have plenty of money to pay for an extended care situation. My point is, how do you manage that situation? And these are the benefits that you get through things like insurance. And oh, by the way, yes, it also happens the most efficient way to pay because the resources come back to you tax-free and you're trading pennies for dollars. So you get all these benefits. So today, I want to just give you an example and I want to introduce you to a client of ours named Meredith who came to us from, gosh, it was uh, she was 84 years old, believe it or not, when she took out her policy. So five years later, we are in a long-term care situation with Meredith. And when Meredith came to us, she basically had heard about us on the radio. She had been listening for about a year, believe it or not. And she called and she wanted to know, you know, when was she too old for long-term care insurance? And at that point, I actually had two carriers that would actually offer her coverage at age 84. They were these savings-based plans. That means you've got to walk in with a lump sum deposit 
which she had, and then you get the leverage and you get tax. And what I mean by that is you can turn a hundred thousand into three hundred thousand dollars, and you're going to get some claim support and some different things depending on the company you're with. Well, we ended up putting Meredith with a you know a great company, and the reason why is because Meredith was single. Her husband had passed away years earlier. She had no children. She had a brother that was down in California. Meredith lived up in in, in uh, Bellevue, Washington. And so the difference for her was she had very limited family. And I asked her, do you have any other extended family? And she said, no, I really don't. I have a, she had a nephew that she wasn't really connected with that lived in Canada. So she said, As a, you know, basically, I, I'm, I'm on my own here. And I said, okay, so this is key. So when we were looking at the companies, I showed her, these are the two different companies that offer coverage. This is why you might want to really look at this one is because they offer this concierge claim support. So fast forward this. Remember, she's 84 years old when she takes this policy out. She's still driving. She's still bouncing around. I, I mean, she was just a, a, a pretty spry lady. We were pretty impressed. She came to my office directly. I got the pleasure of meeting her twice. And so now we've moved forward five years. Guess what? Meredith's health has started to compromise. She's now 89 years old. She is still going down to California where she has a winter home. And so that's where she was at. She was down in California. Her brother's passed away since then, so it's just her now. She doesn't have anybody else really to rely on, but she still goes down to her house in California during the winter. Well, it turns out that Meredith has been having some health issues the last year or so. She's had several falls, and she just recently had a pretty severe fall, and she's got leg trauma because she's had multiple falls recently, and somebody found her after this last fall, called 911, and guess what? Meredith ended up in the hospital. Well, the next thing that happened, what happened? Well, after she's in a few days in the hospital, they're like, well, you can't go home. So they put her in a nursing home. And generally, folks, you got to think of that. When you go to a hospital, hospital is going to have a contract with with a nursing home in most cases. And so the idea is we're going to get you out of the emergency room. We're going to get you to a nursing home. Or they could put you in the hospital. But the problem is with Meredith, it was complicated because she also tested positive for COVID. So now what happened? Well, X amount of places around said, no, we're not going to accept anybody with COVID. So they had to find a nursing home that had a room that would accept Meredith for, with, because she had COVID. So they put her in an ambulance. They move her over to another nursing home, and she is stuck there. And it turns out she's got very severe injuries to her legs. She can't transfer. She can't get up and walk around. So she was in a situation where she thought, well, gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do here. I, I, I guess I'm just going to have to stay here. We finally get a call directly from us, our office, 525 Advisors, from a manager at the nursing home. And they said, hey, you know, Meredith told us that she has long-term care insurance, that she has the ability to move to different places. She would like to do that. I'm just trying to verify this. So, of course, we call back. We finally are able to get a hold of the manager of the nursing home. We are able to get a hold of Meredith. And my case manager, Madeline, got a chance to talk directly with Meredith. She was still cognitive. She was still fine that way. But it turns out we were just in quite (laughs) kind of this weird little area. She had been moved 70 miles from her home. So she's in a hospital in a part of L.A. that she doesn't want anything to do with. And she's like, I don't know how I got here. They told me I can't go. I want to get out of here. What do I do? Well, again, first thing we did is we got permission from Meredith to to, to talk to the nursing home. We called the insurance company. The insurance company that Meredith has provided concierge claim support. So what that means is I can call, the the client can call, it doesn't matter. What we did is we simply called and said, okay, this is our client. She is in a nursing home right now. She had been in the hospital due to a fall. We want to get her claim activated. She doesn't want to be here. She wants to get back to her home. So the insurance company said, we'll take care of it. They got on the phone. They called the the doctor. They called the nursing home. They got a plan of care. They got the intending physician statements. They got the medical records to find out what the situation was. And it turns out the Meredith was actually in some pretty rough shape. She, I mean, she was pretty beat up. She had had multiple falls, and she was a very independent woman, and she was trying to stay independent. And, and that was a mistake. She didn't have the people around her to help her, and that's what got her into the situation. The, the nursing home had actually moved her into hospice care. And so that was one of the things the insurance company came back to us and said, why is she in hospice care? And I said, we don't know. And Meredith doesn't seem to know either. So again, they said, let us take care of this. So they went back in and that's when they got the doctor records. They got everything. Nobody could explain why they had moved her to hospice care. Hospice care, by the way, is for end of life. That's for somebody that is going to pass away shortly. 
that's not where Meredith was. Meredith was beat up. She had some trauma, but she was fine cognitively. She just needed the nourishment and she needed some care, some physical therapy, and hopefully she will be good for quite a while. So anyway, the insurance company stepped into this and they said, look, we don't know what's going on between the hospital and the nursing home and this hospice care manager, but they are not following the procedure. So let us get on this. We're going to find out where does Meredith want to be. They called out to Meredith. Meredith said, this is where I want to be. This is where I'm from. This I'm 70 miles away. I don't want to be here. And they said, okay, we'll take care of that. So again, after multiple calls back and forth, this member, this is about a four-day process at this point right now we finally end up getting confirmation from the insurance company that they have got an assisted living facility set up that Meredith can move into. They also got the plan of care from the doctor that's willing to provide the physical therapy. So they got the therapist lined up that will come into the assisted facility and help Meredith through the healing process. And again, folks, this is, remember, I'm up in Washington State at this point with my case manager, Meredith is in California. Meredith is from Washington State. But this is what we're doing. This is what the insurance company is setting up. I don't know where she's at, where, quite frankly, one facility from another facility. But the insurance company did. And so they came back with a list of facilities. And Meredith said, yes, I'm very familiar with this one. That's the one I want to go. So through all this process, basically what happened is we realized that because Meredith had the option to call us, she was actually able to get an advocate on her side and get her out of the system. And any of you that have family members know what the, what the hospital does, what do they say? They say, well, guess what? You're here, and we're going to put you there, and you can't leave. And that's really not true. And so unless you have somebody advocating for you, like my mother was right there with my grandmother the whole time when they took her to the hospital saying, nope, that's not what you're going to do. This is what we're going to do. But if you don't have that person advocating for you, what happens? Well, Meredith was taking painkillers and she was on medications and they were giving her forms and they said, no, she signed this form to go to hospice care. And we're, why would she do that? So long story short, the insurance company really stepped in and provided something that was very needed for Meredith. And again, it was that advocate and it was somebody that knew the questions to ask, somebody that knew the procedures, somebody that knew how to get Meredith the help that she needed. And here we are, folks. I will just be very honest with you. Meredith is a multi-multi-millionaire. She has more than enough money to pay for any place that she wants to be. She can call the Ritz-Carlton and say, I want the presidential suite. That's where I'm moving into, right? And that's my whole point. Money does not solve this issue. And a lot of people are saying, well, why would anybody with that much money need long-term care? Well, this is exactly why. Because when you're in a time of need, who are you going to call? Now, remember, Meredith has a nephew that's in Canada. What do you think he could have done for her? Do you think he would have known how to navigate the hospital system in Southern California and the nursing home system and the hospice manager and know the questions to ask and get the forms that are needed to get her out of that situation and get her someplace? No, of course not. It would have had zero chance. And so what would you do then? You have, well, I've got $10 million in the bank. How does that money solve that problem? And I will tell you that this is what the whole point of the show is about, is that the money does not solve the problem. The benefit, you notice, I'm not even talking about the benefit that Meredith is getting out of her long-term care insurance. It doesn't matter if it's $1,000 a month or if it's $10,000 a month. She gets this team of professionals that are going to help her and make sure that she gets the care that she deserves in a location that she wants. What is the state trying to do? They're trying to stick her in a place 70 miles away. And I will just tell you, we looked up this place. We got the information from the insurance company. It was not a nice facility. It was, it, it was a Medicaid nursing home is really what it was. And here's a woman that's worked hard her whole life, has multiple homes, has the resources, and wants a nice quality of life. And they're sticking her in a Medicaid nursing home and saying, oh, she's on hospice care. So it's just eye-opening. And I, I again, you have to understand if you end up in a long-term care situation, it can happen very quickly. Meredith was still going out for lunch, still doing the things she wanted to do just a few months ago, and now here she is in a nursing home due to several falls and her health has been compromised. That's why we need that long-term care insurance is so that we can solve those problems when they happen. Hey, I've got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Michael and Deborah, our client of the week, and I'm going to show you how we set up a lifetime benefit plan that guarantees they will get at least 73% more money back than they put into their plan, regardless of what happens. I'll explain how we did it when we get back. 
Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio Podcast. Um, I will tell you, um, this is kind of a, this was a a tough podcast to put together um, because when it really boils down to what we do, we all buy insurance, we do this planning, and I don't care if it's life insurance or it's home insurance or long-term care insurance. The tough part is when you need it, right? You, you hope you never get to that situation, but you do. And I hope that the takeaway from this podcast for everybody that's listening is that just remember that, that planning is not simply about whether you have enough money or not. For some reason, you know, that every time you see the Powerball get up to, you know, uh, a couple hundred million dollars or something, people think, oh, all my problems in life would be solved if I have money. And those of you that have worked hard and built a nice nest egg, you know that that's not the case. You've you've probably figured that out by now. And so long-term care is the same way. And, you know, we are just honored to help our clients and help them through the situation. And so I wanted to bring that story to you, Meredith. And I've got several other clients that I've gotten permission to talk a little bit about and uh, because they, they see the importance of it too. Yeah, tell my story. I, I want people to understand what this is really about when you end up in these care situations. And so prior to that, if, if you're new to long-term care radio, at the bottom of the hour, we always bring what we call a client of the week. And this is just really a way for me to say, hey, this is some people I met. This is how we designed a plan for him. This is what was important to him. This is why we settled on the plan that we did. And this week, I want to introduce you to Michael, who is 63 years old. His wife, Deborah, is 65. They are both retired. They're proud parents of three children, and they are even prouder grandparents of four grandchildren. They want to travel. They want to spend as much time with their family as they can during the retirement years. And that's, you know, their, their priorities right now. And their concerns, the reason why they came to us, you know, it was, it was pretty eye-opening. Deborah had a personal experience that greatly changed her understanding of what long-term care situations are, and it really affected her and her family. Her mother, here's this, you know, this is the sad part of the story. Her mother started having cognitive issues, and pretty soon it became very obvious that she needed help, and she was finally diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Her journey, this is Deborah's mom, started at home and then ended up in an assisted living facility. And then she finally ended up in a special memory clinic when the assisted living facility said she can no longer stay here because her needs are beyond our capacity to care for her. And folks, that's very common. You know, a lot of places you think you move into assisted living facility, but if you get a cognitive impairment and you wander and you start becoming a safety risk, a lot of the assisted facilities say we aren't prepared for that and you have to move to a special memory clinic that has lockdown rooms and has more staff to oversee you 24 7 and cameras and all those things and that's really what happened to deborah's mom the process though of helping her mother fell directly on deborah's shoulders and there were many unintended consequences with this care responsibility that was dropped on her shoulders Number one, she worked less, and she eventually went to part-time work due to the demands of managing the care for her mother. It was not a financial situation. Her mother had assets, and they had enough assets to pay for her mom's care. So it wasn't a financial stress on Deborah, but it was a time constraint of a constant battle of managing this care. And that's what I don't think people realize is how much, how many phone calls you can get in a day in situations like this when you're the go-to contact person that's managing everything. And that's exactly where Deborah was. She was the go-to person. She was the decision maker from the start. She had to deal with all the phone calls, all the medical questions, all the medical personnel, all the financial issues, any requests that the doctor had, any Medicare paperwork, all fell directly on Deborah's lap. And it put a real strain on Deborah, and she was adamant. That you know what she did not want this to be passed on to her kids. That was the number one thing that she came to us for because she had been listening. She heard our podcast. She heard us talking about some of these claim support programs that are out there, and she said that's exactly what I want. Because if I would have had that for my mother, it would have just really been a lifesaver. 
They also did not want to burn through their assets. Both Michael and Deborah had worked hard, and they watched what happened to Deborah's mom. And she said, you know, she had a pretty good nest egg, and she just spent it, burned it down. You know, and she goes, gosh, and she was just saying, gosh, it's so expensive because people think, oh, it's only $8,000 a month. Well, you still have a house you're trying to maintain and still house take care of that has property taxes and all this other stuff. And then it's, oh, an extra few hundred here and an extra few hundred there. And then this procedure is an extra thousand. So anyway, it adds up. And so Deborah saw that firsthand. They also did not want to leave each other as a married couple in a financial hardship situation. Deborah was just saying that, you know, her dad had passed away years earlier. But if her dad was still around, she's like, the, the amount of money that her mom blew through, it would have left dad just basically broke. And so they both realized, Michael and Deborah, that we don't want that to happen to us if something happens to one of us. We don't want to leave the other one limited financially. So Michael and Adam, Deborah were both very adamant. They also didn't want to be caregivers for each other in a long-term care situation. They wanted to be able to bring that help in. They did not want to be a burden on their kids. And they did, you know, I will gladly assist, but I do not want to be the 24-7 caregiver. That was both of their attitudes when they were thinking about long-term care situations for themselves. So when we start talking with them about planning, this is kind of what we found out about Michael and Deborah. Deborah was in good shape. She was taking some blood pressure medication. She was working on losing a little bit of weight that she had gained during the caregiving journey of her mother. She said it was a very difficult time. Michael had a heart scare a few years ago and had um, surgery, had successful surgery. They put a stent in. He was doing well. It's been several years. So we had plenty of options for him. We had that look back period that, he, you know, if, it's, if you're just going in today for a heart issue, you're going to have to wait. But this was a few years ago. And this was part of the reason why, why Michael had retired when he did because, you know, he kind of had that scare and he said, you know, Deborah and I were not spending enough time together. She was busy with her mom. I was busy and stressed out at work. I had this kind of heart scare. So he went ahead and retired early. He was eligible for his pension. So he's got a lifetime pension coming in. Deborah was in the real estate business for most of her career and very successful at it. She had purchased and managed multiple rental properties. But when her mother's health started failing, Deborah worked less and less, and she said it just became a time constraint. I didn't really feel like I wanted to manage these properties. We didn't want to do it in retirement. They had a discussion and basically went through and they sold all of their rental properties except for one. And that's the only one they have left. They have one small little condo that they still rent to a family member. But she said outside of that, we just don't have anything to maintain. We had sold all those rental properties just recently, which is actually good timing if you're in the real estate market. They both had nice retirement accounts. And they were just going to let those grow. I mean, they were a long way from required minimum distributions. It's age 73 this year. They own their home free and clear. They had a second vacation home that the entire family used on a regular basis. And this was something that was very important to them. You know, again, that's an asset, but that's not really our asset at this point. It's our family asset. It's something that we're all going to use and enjoy, you know, even after we're gone. That's the way they looked at that one. Um, Cash-wise, they were sitting on a sizable amount of cash, and that was mostly because of the sale of the investment properties. They didn't really want to invest any more money in the stock market. They had their retirement accounts, and so they were kind of looking at things, that, different alternatives to do, somewhat conservative, so they were sitting on a lot of cash. And bottom line, folks, great financial shape. This would be somebody that any financial advisor to look at them like, oh, you're probably okay. I wouldn't worry about long-term care planning, right? That's what the financial advisors could say. And from a financial point of view, I would say the same thing. If you're asking me, do I have enough money to pay for long-term care? I'd say, oh, absolutely. You're not going to go broke. You got plenty of money. Um, even if you're both in extended care situations for years, you're going to be okay. You may sell some things you don't want to, but you're going to be okay financially. So they were in good shape. They planned on traveling as much as they could in their retirement years, especially early on where they still had their health. And they wanted a, the ability to age in place. But Deborah was very honest on this. She said, look, after going through what we did with my mother, there's a good chance I may not be able to stay in my home or, or my husband may not be able to stay in our home. And so we want something flexible, would like to age in place. But if I need to move to an assisted living or a memory care clinic, she goes, I know that that's in the cards. It could be a card that I'm dealt. She said, we will deal with that at that point. But we, we hope to age in home. So circling back, what did they really want from a long-term care plan? They had enough money. What was the main thing that they really needed? Well, first and foremost, Deborah was at the very top of the list. She wanted the management of her claim. She wanted that claim support, the care coordination, the care managers, somebody that could really oversee and work with Medicare and do all the tax forms and make sure that that was not passed on to her kids. She was just adamant about that. They wanted to protect their nest egg for the family. Again, she watched what her mom did and she said, you know what? 
I would rather spend this money paying for college for my grandkids or vacations to Disneyland or anything but paying for a nursing home or a memory clinic. She goes, that just doesn't make sense to me. And paying all the taxes, right? Because remember, Deborah saw it firsthand. Every dollar they took out of her mom's retirement account had to be claimed as income, right? And so you got to sell a dollar thirty of stock to net out a dollar to pay for that dollar of nursing home care. So it gets very expensive very quickly. Deborah wanted unlimited coverage for both of them. She said, look, I, I, I looked into long-term care insurance years ago. I never pulled the trigger. She was looking at tr- traditional pay-as-you-go plans. And she was shocked that almost all the companies stopped offering lifetime benefits. And she's spot on. There's only two companies left that offer lifetime benefits. And that just simply means when I go on claim, I have coverage for as long as I need it. I'm never going to run out of those benefits. So she wanted that. I said, yes, we have a traditional pay-as-you-go plan that offers that. And we have our most popular asset-based plan also has that lifetime benefit. So that is available. They both love the idea of money coming back to the estate if they did not need it. They wanted a plan that would pay for care anywhere, including their home, special memory clinics. You know, if they move, they planned on staying where they were. But she said, what if we want to move to, to want you know, our kids move, we want to be closer to them. We just might want that flexibility. And so that was, that was easy enough to do for us. That wasn't a problem at all. We were able to get all of that put together and we were able to, you know, put a plan in place. And so our biggest thing that we had to figure out, quite frankly, was easy the easy squeezy part. How much coverage do you want and how do you want to pay for it, right? That's really the part that we had to figure out. So here's what we did. The bottom line is looking at all the different plans that were out there, we decided we're going to go with an asset-based plan. And quite frankly, this was a pretty easy decision because I've got one company. It's the company that I personally have. So I know this company inside and out that offers that concierge claim support. It's the same company that offers that support that we just talked about in the second segment with Meredith, getting that claim turned on. That's what she wanted. You know, right? She wanted somebody to help her out. This is something that was right up our alley. We said, okay, we want that concierge claim support. That's what Deborah wants. So that's the company we looked at. The next part was just simply, okay, how do we decide how much coverage we want and how do we want to fund that? So I'm just going to drop the mic right now and just tell you. They got the most coverage that they could get without an inflation rider. And what I mean by that is an inflation rider is taking a monthly benefit, say $5,000 a month today, put 3% inflation on it. It's going to grow that 5000 by 3% every year. And so the idea is that when I'm, you know, 24 years down the road, my $5,000 has turned to 10000 Well, companies will limit how much benefit you can get. And the inflation rider is a cost which doesn't have any value that's returned to the estate if you don't use it. So what we ended up doing is if you don't care about getting your money back for for your estate, you can just get, you know, $8,000 a month and put a 3% inflation rider on it. And you're going to grow that policy over time. But if you don't use your plan, you'll probably put more money into the plan than you're going to get back. You know, not a whole lot more, but a little bit. And that's the way mine is set up. I'm going to put probably about 20% more into my plan than my kids would get back if I don't use it. I'm okay with that. I took my plan out when I was younger, so I need that inflation rider. The other downside to that, though, is it, with if you have that inflation rider on there, it drops the death benefit. But if you don't have the inflation rider on it, there is no growth on that policy. So it's just a static amount. So this is a different strategy that you use. If you're looking at somebody in their 60s and you say, you know, 65 is where Deborah is, and you say, well, if you put a 3% inflation rider, whatever you put on, it's going to take 24 years for you to double. So you're, you're already going to be 90 years old. Or you can just start out with a higher balance. And really, when we do the math on here, we start with that higher amount. So if we want $10,000 20 years down the road, we say, well, we're going to take $10,000 today without the inflation rider. We're going to have $10,000 a month all year, all the years, starting day one. And we're also going to have a higher return to the, to the estate. And we're going to put about the same money into the plan as if we start out at a lower number and put inflation riders on them. So I know this is a lot of garbly gook, but just trust me. That's what I do for a living. We're looking at the numbers. What we're going to do is the insurance companies will say, well, this is the max amount you can have with 3% inflation. This is the max amount you can have with 5% inflation. And, oh, if you don't choose inflation, this is the maximum monthly benefit. So that's what we did. So we chose a benefit amount. This particular carrier will offer $20,000 a month per person. That's $240,000 a year per person for life. That's their long-term care benefit. 
they decide to fund it with a, they decided to fund it with just a single premium. They did not want to make any payments. They had the cash again. They had sold all these properties, and they were basically just in a situation said, you know what? We just want to reposition some of this money, go into a long term care plan. Know that we're covered. Know that we don't have to worry about anything. That's what we would prefer to do. So that's exactly what we did for them. And so here's the way their plan is actually going to work. What they're going to do is they're going to make a single deposit of $576,000 into their plan. That's just one check. Now, I know a lot of you out there saying, wait a second, why would anybody put $576,000 into a long-term care plan? Well, again, how much are you going to set aside to self-insure? They say average cost around $250,000 per person. Well, if you want average, that's what you do. You put $250,000 into a plan. And so 250 per person is 500. Well, these people just said, look, we want the maximum coverage we can get. And it actually ended up being, I'm sorry, $578,000 that they just single deposited into their plan. What that provided for them is each $240,000, quarter million dollars basically per year, tax-free for life. So think about this. If they're both on claim, they both go out and get in a car crash, the very first year, they would both be able to pull out a total of $480,000. Do the math on that. Two years, now all of a sudden they're at $960,000 in just two years on claim. They put five seventy eight into the plan. But here's what's important about this plan. If they don't need their plan, if they don't use their benefits at all, a million dollars even is paid back to the estate. Now, folks, I want you to just do some simple math on that. And I will just tell you, third grade math, that's a 73% return on their investment. So if they put 578 in tomorrow and they go out and they get hit by the bus and they're gone, the state gets 73% more money back. And it comes back tax-free. So if we look out at what 30-year treasury bonds are, you know, they were down as low as two. Now they're up in the 3% range. But I mean, think about that. It takes 24 years at 3% for your money to double. These guys have that instant leverage of $20,000 per month per person for an unlimited amount of time day one. That's the leverage. That's the insurance. But if they never use their plan, they get a million dollars back. If they use less than a million dollars, guess what? The difference goes back. And so that's what I mean. Even if they only end up in long-term care for a few months or a few years, they're guaranteed to get that million dollars of long-term care insurance death benefit combination, it doesn't matter. They're going to get at least a million dollars back to the estate one way or the other. And I think that's the thing people have to wrap their mind around. If I'm pulling $240,000 out of my long-term care insurance per year to pay for care, what is that doing? Well, that's keeping $240,000 of my assets somewhere else protected and growing, which can be passed on to my estate. And remember, this long-term care benefit is coming back tax-free. So again, just a really nice guarantee they're going to get more money back, 73% more money back either way, either in long-term care benefits, tax-free death benefits, or a combination of the two. Other features that this plan has, which is wonderful, lifetime concierge claim support. So just Deborah knows that her kids never have to worry about managing her care and doing paperwork and all those things she did for her mom. They get $40,000 for caregiver training. They get $40,000 for home improvement and medical equipment. They have coverage in all 50 states, including Canada. They have um, international coverage at $10,000 a month for the first million dollars of coverage. So all the boxes are checked here. And think what this does for them. Think what this really does for them. It gives them an advocate for them and their family that's going to, just like Meredith, when we were talking about earlier in the podcast, they have someone there that's going to help them solve that problem when they end up in an extended care situation. It protects all their assets. It protects each other. It protects their kids. It pays them back more than they put into the plan. It gives them the peace of mind that they're looking for, folks. That's what's wonderful about these asset-based long-term care plans. I'm looking at my clock. I went way long again, as I always do on this client of the week. So let's sneak in our final break, and I'll be right back. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family, and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com.
Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, welcome back. I just had to take a break and come up for air there. And again, if you just tuned in and you missed part of this show, always just subscribe and download our podcast at 525longtermcare.com. And again, we have two classes coming up next month on the 11th and the 16th. And you know, the one thing I will tell you about the class, our book, our guide to long-term care planning, we've gotten a lot of rave reviews on that. We have examples, we have a glossary, we've got a lot of information into it. We have digital formats. We send that out to people that attend our class. And, uh, you know, probably half of the people that try to attend our class are other financial advisors or other insurance agents. And so they're always asking for copies of this. And we do not sell that book. We, it is meant to be a guide for people that have taken the time to educate themselves because that's really what long-term care planning is about. Be your own advocate. Do not get sold a policy. Understand what you're buying. Understand the options. Understand why you have that policy. A lot of companies out there are still, hey, get a free quote. And then what are you going to do with a quote? Oh, well, this one's $87 cheaper a year than this other one. Let's go with that one. And that's just the way a lot of people got into policies. And it just it irks me because, again, it's only important when you need this. Um, so, again, lots of information on our website, lots more examples. And you can always sign up sign up for those classes. It's a great way to get started. So if you missed the beginning of the show, we're just talking about how important it is when you're on claim. And again, one of the biggest issues out there that I see on an ongoing basis is that people don't understand what they have in their contracts. They don't understand how that policy is going to work at claim time. And a lot of companies offer zero assistance. And so what happens if you're aged, you, you, you may not even be diagnosed with Alzheimer's yet, but you're just aging and your cognitive abilities have slowed down and you're trying to figure out all this complex paperwork, guess what happens? A lot of times that just ends up falling on the, a burden on the kid's shoulders, just like our client of the week when we're talking about Deborah having to take care of her mom. So one of the things when you're sitting down and you're looking at long-term care insurance, and if the advisor can't answer that question, like number one question I always ask is who manages the claims for the insurance company? Meaning, does the insurance company actually have the staff, the trained people to do that, or do they just go to a third party? And there's a huge difference here because if you're going to a third party, what's that third party doing? Well, they're signing a contract with XYZ insurance company to provide these services at a specific dollar amount per year. So how do they make profits? Well, they make profits by hiring people as cheap as they can and minimizing the amount of time and effort they spend on each claim. 
And the insurance company will then come back and say, well, you need to call XYZ company because they manage our claims. And you as a client are sitting there just in the middle. And we just recently had a person that had a policy. It was a policy that we didn't sell, but it was a policy that I was well aware of the company and and, and the shenanigans that they put their people through. And I just said, this is what I want you to do. I want you to file a complaint with the insurance commissioner. This is how you do it. This is what you say. This is what you do. And they did that. And that's what it literally took to get their claim up and rolling. It took regulators knocking on the door. And so we are very aware of that. And so if your advisor dismisses that or just says, oh, it just it doesn't matter or you should just get a cash benefit plan because you don't really need that other stuff. They're just doing this or doing that. It's just they, the, the advisor doesn't understand what they're talking about. And another great question is how many active claims are you currently helping your clients with right now? That's another great question to ask your, your advisor if you're looking at buying a plan, a long-term care insurance plan. The trade-off is when you work with someone like us, we have a case manager on staff. We provide that service to our clients. That is something that comes with the advantage of working with us. We're a long-term care planning specialist, and we know long-term care on the front end. But more importantly, we know how to use the plan and get it going because that's when it's important is when you need it. The actual selling the long-term care insurance for me I think is the easier part. It's the actually helping the people in a time of need that becomes the more complex part, and that's why you want to make sure you have a really great company. Again, you've burned another week with us. We appreciate your interest. Um, sign up for one of our upcoming classes at 525longtermcare.com. Download and sub- subscribe to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Again, 525longtermcare.com. I will get to work. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.